On behalf of Kilisaro and myself, and Jaya, Jaya Mangala, I'd like to very much warmly welcome you to our Guy House retreat this autumn evening. We're delighted to be here and to have this opportunity to practice together during these next few days. And particularly um, delighted to see so many old friends. Well, we haven't actually seen you yet, but to have read that so many old friends are here that we've practiced with for many years in many different places. So here we are again. (laughs) And it's really, really lovely to know that you're here. Um, And we can have another opportunity still to practice together. And also for those that have been doing our online course, I'm also aware that many of you are here as well. And congratulations for doing that course <laughs> and actually staying with it and coming to join us. It's really wonderful. And we're also really glad to uh, see um, new faces as well, people we have yet to meet. We look forward to meeting you. So welcome to each and every one of you. And um, you know, we really hope this is uh, and intend for this to be a blessed time for us together to to uh, reflect on the Buddha's teachings and to practice them during this time. So my name is Tanisara. This is Kirisaro, and then we have asked, invited Jayamangala also known as Jaya for short, to be our assistant. So we're, we're getting a bit aged <laughs> and uh, need some help. <laughs> so uh, Jaya has been a, a friend of ours for many years and also she was a practitioner from the same lineage that we trained in, from the Forest School of Ajahn Chah. She was a Buddhist nun for nine years and has been uh, um, trained in many different disciplines um, yoga, mindfulness, uh, uh, psychotherapy, and also um, Jaya is currently entering the teacher training, the Dharma teacher training at Spirit Rock. Um, so uh, we're very, really delighted to have you with us, Jaya. Thank you for joining us. And she's also uh, a practice with us um, in South Africa and is a, a member of our Dharmagiri board. So for me, welcome. And you can do that, please. Oh, I think first of all, Jaya, would you like to just yeah, say a few words? Good evening to everybody, and um, I'm really happy to be here sharing this retreat with you. And like many people here, Kitisaro and Tanisara have been an important part of my Dharma practice life. I think Kitty Saro gave the second Dharma talk I ever heard back in the early 1980s, and our paths have intersected frequently since then. And they've been an inspiration to me both in my time in the monastery and also returning to lay life. And it's really um, been a huge support to my practice to see how people, uh, how wonderfully they have continued to deepen their practice and to share it with other people um, in their post-monastic life. It's a big source of inspiration to me. 
and I've also really enjoyed learning from them some of the devotional practices that we'll be sharing together this next few days. So I'm delighted to be here. So um, <clears throat> as is the, uh, the tradition in starting these retreats, let us just uh, together um, reflect and take the precepts. If you turn to page six, I think all of you hopefully will have a copy of these chanting sheets. If not, they're on the chair. There should be some on the chair at the back. Have you got one? So um, once you've got your sheets, if you can turn to page six, and you'll see there it says refuges and precepts. So we can together, um, we can um, just chant through the homage to the Buddha, the first line, in Pali, and then the three refuges, and then I'll chant the, each precept in um, Pali, and then you can respond, and then together we can say the precepts in English, so we know what we're actually saying. So this, this is a form that helps to create, uh, begin to create the container and the safety for the work that we'll be doing together. Okay, so we just chant the Namotasa refuges together. No, I think we just chant them all together. Are you want to record a response? I don't know. Okay, so we have a little negotiation here. Okay, let's do the let's do a different style. So I'm just going to chant the line first, and then you can reflect back. Okay, so it's called a call and response style. <clears throat> Namatasa Bhagavato Rato Samma Sambodasa
say the precepts in English together. I I undertake the training to to refrain refrain from intentionally taking life. Samadhyami 
I'm very pleased to have a chance to be with Tanisara and Jaya and you all at the beginning of this auspicious occasion. We just took refuge in Buddha one of the words, the way in which the Buddha described himself, described that quality which we take refuge in when we align with this inner listening. One of the words he used was bhagava, which means blessing, the blessed one. And this is auspicious. I have deep trust and faith that this time together is and will be a blessing for ourselves, our families, our ancestors, our communities, Mother Earth, which is supporting us, a blessing for all beings. I think in time of Stress and crisis, instability, confusion. It's uh, hard to know what, what to do sometimes. And we forget the quiet blessings, the unnoticed blessings, which are profound nevertheless. Beginning our time by doing something that maybe seems negative, undertaking a training during this time together not to take life, not to take what doesn't, wasn't meant for us, not to exploit ourselves or someone else. 
sexually, not to use our speech in a way that's misleading, confusing, intentionally hurtful, or just meaningless, not to seek the nibbana or the misleading, illusory nibbana of just being spaced out or intoxicated. This might sound negative. Yet the Buddha described this this commitment to restraint. He described it as as the, the five great gifts. So even if we can't accomplish the deep samadhi that maybe we're hoping for, deep gatheredness, collectedness, even if we don't, aren't able to sort out some of these naughty dilemmas which we might be facing in our life. Can we just reflect that even spending five days together, five, six days, nights together, <coughs> not harming, not exploiting, can we, can we sense the profound gift of that? That when we do this, just monitor our thoughts, our speech, our actions, so that we're not giving that which is really hurtful and harmful, that we offer to beings, so says the Buddha, freedom from oppression, freedom from fear. And then in, in so doing, that eventually allows us to live free from oppression, free from fear. So beginning this time together with a gift, when we, when we intend not to harm, for example... On some level, countless living beings can breathe more easily. And not only this this commitment and this time together of this ethical, virtuous restraint, but taking refuge in Buddha, which means that which is awake. Can we learn to trust in a time when trust is so damaged, when you don't know who to trust, we get betrayed, it hurt? Can we, can we allow into the heart the words of the great wise ones that the most trustworthy refuge in the whole cosmos, a friend we can always turn to when the others seem to have disappeared, Is that quality which is listening, that quality which is aware, that quality actually inherent in this heart, in our being. It's always shining. This is what the Buddha called original brightness. But we miss it when we get hypnotized hijacked and start beginning to think that the real refuge is over there if I just get there. The real refuge is when I can just get rid of this nagging thought, get rid of that uncomfortable feeling. If we can allow into the heart, and this is what we'll be working with these next 
days and nights together to trust that the most precious friend that will never let us down if we just learn to remember that he, she is right here now at the core of every moment to learn to trust in taking refuge in being here, listening, aware, what could be called mindfulness or appreciative awareness, that quality of heart which connects to what's actually arising. The Buddha called this quality Bhagavad. It it blesses when we really deepen, perfect this this alignment with this with with that which knows, that which listens then everything we do is blessed. When we're on automatic, not only half here, guided by the unconscious compulsions, anxieties, dreads. And what is the result of that? But in, in one moment, even if what what is... Passing through the heart is a, is a sense of, oh, it's just too difficult. There's a moment of mindfulness, a moment of appreciative awareness, a moment of that which listens to the sounds of the world. In that touching that moment with a sensitive, vigilant, kindly, patient, aware heart is a blessing. We start then to illumine. Revelation then happens because our experience is being revealed in the light, the light of awareness, so that we begin to know things as they are. One of the famous passages of the Buddha that uh, Tanisha and I return to again and again is, is when he was saying, this heart is luminous. Our heart is luminous, doesn't have a problem. But we lose touch. We lose recognition of this luminous heart when we're confused by what's moving through the heart. What's moving through the heart? Right now, the sense of the beginning, the beginning of the Kitty Sarlton Israel Guy House Retreat, touching the earth retreat, moving through the heart. Maybe echoes, echoes of what you're bringing with you from home, from the workplace. Perhaps anxieties about what might be coming. Feeling tones, sensations from our body, from the posture. when we don't recognize the true nature of what's moving through the heart, we, we generate, as we'll be exploring in our contemplation together, we can generate dukkha, suffering, stress. 
and at the root cause of all birth and death, all suffering. According to the, the Great Awakened One, according to the Buddha, is taking these things that move through the heart, these conditions, these feelings, these thoughts, these formations, these experiences, taking these to be me and mine, making assumptions that aren't really grounded in truth, taking what's moving through the heart to be our nature, me, we then lose touch with this luminosity, this original brightness. So my encouragement on this first evening of our time together is to remember, though, there's a language of a path, language of a moving from darkness to light, moving from suffering to to peace, to the ending of suffering. Though our language talks about the way we work through the day, work through the retreat, work through our life. That though language makes it seem like we're going somewhere, just to remind us that actually we're, we're learning more and more to trust enough to be where we've always been. Trust enough to learn to, to welcome, to be well with come, what comes and goes. Trust enough to learn to, to be open to the possibility that the treasure is not somewhere else. that there's a treasure right here, right with the worry, right with the anxious dread about what, right with the restless compulsion, right in the midst of discomfort, to to encourage us to keep remembering, and we'll be hearing this again and again and again, this original brightness, or what this Buddha called this freedom, this true nature, the Buddha said, is sanditiko, it's always here. It's always now. It's ehipostiko, it's inviting us. Our true nature is inviting us. But just to encourage ourselves these first days to, to slow down, to learn to honor, to let the Dharma, the, the nature of things, teach us as we're sitting, as we're breathing in, as we're breathing out, to, to allow, to, to honor this moment, to honor this, this life. <coughs> to begin to see through the idea that the treasures are, are over there when, when we get to the good stuff. Touching the earth, cultivating an appreciation for the stabilizing support of the ground, of our body, that which nourishes us, 
this earth body is made up of the elements, the sun and the wind and the rain and the earth, energized by the breath. These first days, giving ourselves permission to, to practice connecting here and now with simple, the simplicity, the stabilizing simplicity of, of, of being able to be with one step, one step, one step, one step. To learn to allow ourselves, to give ourselves permission to be with an in-breath, to be with an out-breath, to be with getting up, sitting down, touching our cup, swallowing. Simple things. And to trust, rather than so much thinking we have to sit here and figure out the future, figure out our financial difficulties, figure out our relational difficulties, figure out the world difficulties, though this thinking mind certainly has its power, we're going to, these first few days, be using our thinking mind in a humble way as, a, as, as something that directs us with a simple thought. We're going to moderate our thought for a time to just encourage us to be here, to just sit, to listen. cultivate a, a, a humble, a primary relationship with embodiment. And in our, in our schedule, that's what we'll be encouraging ourselves in the sitting, the walking practice, in the qigong, simple meditative movement practice. Schedule is offered as a as a framework, but we trust that uh, we have different capacities with our energy, with our <coughs> with our body, with our health. So we we, we trust you. each of us will tune the instrument, listen in to what what is the, the right amount for us. So sometimes, if you find yourself needing uh, to to rest, listening into what's going on, then we're we're not going to have a meditation police force out. We're not going to have Jaya on the case. <laughs> we're, 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 we're trusting ourselves to listen in to what's right, amount, and explore more effort, less effort. But too, we do ask that uh, if you do need to rest, to, to still really... We need to try to come to the morning instruction at 9.30 and the evening talk at 8 o'clock so that uh, at the very least one can get a, a sense of the, of the focus, of the reflection, of the, of, of the general intent of the practice.
But ultimately, all that we're going to be doing is is pointing back to this uh, luminous heart. It's always here and now. And to this mysterious way in which we lose touch with our nature when we're so beguiled by the thoughts, the feelings that move through the heart that we attach to, imagining that they're solid, some pleasant feeling, climb onto it, lean on it, what's called take birth, then it shifts and changes. We lose our balance and keep seeking, this endless seeking. Ultimately, in our work, we're more and more going to be learning to trust in the practices of the sitting, the walking, the chanting, the bowing. Bowing into this this support, this fundamental refuge, this ground of being, this mother of all creation is returning again and again to the listening, to what we'll be calling Kuan Yin, the greatly compassionate, wise and compassionate one who listens at ease to the sounds of the world. Be practicing learning to relax right with all the stuff, the liking, the disliking, the struggling, and to keep encouraging the heart Hey, the treasure's here. It's not somewhere else. Can I learn to relax with this? And little by little, learning to steady the heart and see that every sound, every thought, every feeling, every circumstance arises and dissolves back into this ever-present beautiful, spacious heart where all things merge, where we realize that we're brothers and sisters, where we recognize that we're of one substance with all the creatures, with all the mountains, with all the rivers, with the stars, because all the sense of this and that and tomorrow and yesterday, all these distinctions, as we get quieter, as we learn to listen to creation, as it manifests in, in the heart, we hear all these words, all these thoughts keep dissolving back into this silent, vast inner listening, which is our nature. The Buddha called this path with confidence, ekayana maga. It's sometimes translated as the only path, poor translation. Eka means one. One way path, it's sometimes translating. It's okay. It goes one way, this path takes us home. But I like the the pathway to the one. It's a pathway back to unification, back to our original recognition that we're at home, that we're not split. 
from everything. We're a part, perfect part of the totality. Ekayanamaka. The Buddha said this pathway, this pathway of, of what? Awareness, inner listening, mindfulness takes us home. So I feel this is auspicious occasion. And at the very least, as we sincerely commit ourselves to these days and nights of not harming, to these days and nights of practicing moments of realigning, remembering, as opposed to dismembering, remembering our refuge in presence, inner listening, to trust that this leads us back to where we've always already been, to trust that this is a gift to our families, to our fellow beings on this earth, to Mother Earth herself, who we're not treating very well at all. So to consecrate, consecrate this auspicious occasion, to dedicate, to remember that our efforts are not just for us, because we're, we're not separate. We're connected to our families, our communities, to to dedicate this time consciously to the welfare of the whole. So we'll we'll do this by doing some auspicious, uh, ancient blessing chants, which uh, Tanisra will will say a few words about. Before we do that, just take a few moments if you'd like to stretch. These uh, chants are called the Parita chants, or a few of them that we're going to do from the, a body of um, ancient uh, chants that have been handed down through the generations. Parita means blessing, but it also means protection. The chants that the, the or the recollections, recitations that the Buddha recommended that his disciples memorize and do, particularly if they're going into areas that are difficult or where there's been suffering or that need healing. And there are also um, chants that one can do just for designating as we are tonight a boundary for our work, a sense of bringing and calling protection for our work. And so these chants invoke and call upon 
the subtle and unseen forces that help protect the Dharma. So the, the beginning chant that I will do calls on all the devas, subtle angelic beings that love to hear the Dharma, love to protect the Dharma, calls on all the spirits of the earth that, uh, that, that also are important to honor the earth itself, calls on all the great yakas and nagas and spirits of the air and the, and the sky and the waters. So we can understand that in whatever way feels right for us, but it's this sense of just realizing our interwovenness within the world around us and bringing forth and calling on all that which is good and wholesome within ourselves and within the forces around us to bear witness to our work with the Dharma and to protect our work of the Dharma and to protect the Dharma within this world. This is a very important principle that one can practice. <clears throat> For some people, this is their main practice, to do this kind of recollection and recitation and invoking of these protective blessing forces. <clears throat> and then we'll, we'll recite uh, the teachings on the qualities of the Buddha, the qualities of loving-kindness, and the victories of the Buddha. And then we'll also uh, finish by reciting the Great Compassion Mantra, which is the mantra that will be, one of the mantras that we'll be doing together throughout the retreat, which is uh, an expression of the energy of Kuan Yin. Kirisa was just talking about this deeper listening heart. So as you listen to these chants, just to um, affirm your entry into the retreat, so allow the sound to begin to create this sense of a boundary and protection and holding for this work and to gently just allow whatever you've come from uh, to, to, to gently just to let that go for, for, the, for the sake of entering into this space, this sacred space together, or let it be. Just let the day be, let your work, your life, your family, just to let them be. Hopefully everything in the world will still be there in a few days' time. Um, so that we can actually focus on this inner work together. And then also, as you listen to the sound, to dedicate. Let's dedicate this retreat. Although we're sitting here individually, we're also interconnected together and with everything else within this world. So let's also use this time of, uh, of affirming our boundary for this work. Let's use it to also affirm and dedicate this Dharma work for our own well-being, but also the well-being of others, and particularly for the earth at this time and all the creatures upon the earth that we share this, this, uh, this planet with. <clears throat> so if you'd like to just uh, center into your heart, center into your body, center into your breath, center into your deeper intention, for this journey of awakening that we're undertaking together. Sage kame jaharupe, kere 
se karata te jantalike vimane di perate jahakame taruana kahane ke hawatumike Yes. 
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.